I always knew that I had kind of a buddy with me, support system with me that was unspoken. Again, I felt like it was God, but I also knew that there were other things. And she taught me that I didn't have to fear my abilities because I picked up a lot of evil and negativity, partly because of the home I grew up in. Hello, and welcome to the Intuitive Woman Podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here. As a professional intuitive medium, Reiki master, and yoga teacher, my intention is to explore intuition so you can gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. I honor your spiritual growth. Thank you for listening. Today on the podcast, I have Katie Beecher. Katie is a medical and emotional intuitive, a licensed professional counselor featured by numerous media outlets, including Poosh, Miranda Kurz, Cora, Organics, and Goop, who called her eerily accurate. As part of her acclaimed readings, she creates a detailed, multi-page report and intuitive soul painting, knowing only a person's name and age. She has over 30 years of experience helping people all over the world transform their lives and their health. In 1983, Katie was severely depressed, 16-year-old, riddled with anxiety and suicidal thoughts. After four years of trying to fight her eating disorder, she had decided that she couldn't go on, binging and purging three times a day, abusing laxatives and diuretics, and living in a dysfunctional family had taken its toll. Rather than taking her life in the spring of that year, what Katie describes as divine intervention occurred. She came home from school one day and without telling anyone, called her family pediatrician and asked for the name of a therapist. He referred her to Jean Sutherland, a Jungian psychologist who helped save her life. I know you're going to love this conversation as much as I have enjoyed creating it for you. Katie is passionate about her work. I love her style of reading and her in-depth ways. And I will leave all the information below as well as her book. Thank you for listening. Welcome, Katie, to the podcast. I am so glad to have you here. Thank you so much for inviting me. I'm really excited to talk with you. I'm really excited too. I was just sharing off offline that I love the way your approaches and I can't wait to really share the information with my listeners. And of course, I will leave all your information below as well as your book and and all of that. So let's take it back when you were a little girl. Did you grow up spiritual, religious, both, neither? Let's take us back to that time. Yeah, um, I guess, I guess neither sort of, um, I mean, a Christian background, but not, you know, um, we kind of sort of went to church sometimes, but we, um, my grandparents were Russian Orthodox and I was very, very close to them. So I was baptized Russian Orthodox. Um, but we had a Catholic church down literally down the street. So sometimes we went there and sometimes we didn't go at all and, you know, taught the Lord's prayer and said that before bed and, I I always felt like I was connected to something and I felt like it was God. And that's kind of, for a long time, I didn't realize that when I talked to God, I was actually like talking to my spiritual guides as well. So it was kind of a nice foundation to have some faith, um, you know, so you don't feel 
quite so alone or that you have to deal with everything on like by yourself. Nice, nice. Yeah, everyone, it's so interesting. I always start with that question and I love all the answers I get. And they've been from, you know, yeah, I was brought up in the church, but I don't really go or no, I wasn't at all, but I'm spiritual. But it's always interesting how there are roots of some type as we kind of move through. And some of them we use, some of we don't, but they are part of of who we are. Uh, I know that you speak a lot about um, when you were 16. And, you know, take us back to that. I know that was a a very pivotal time in your life. And you start a lot about your story about that time. Can you take us back to to that 16-year-old girl? Certainly. I grew up in a pretty dysfunctional family to the rest of the world. We looked perfectly fine. And, you know, um, no one would have ever said, wow, I didn't know that there were all those problems. But um, I ended up from both being bullied as somebody who went through puberty very early um, and also from the dysfunctional family stuff, I ended up with a pretty severe eating disorder. And I was at some point throwing up three times a day and skipping classes. And I was suicidal because I didn't want to live that way anymore. I didn't know how to get out of it. And I had no one to talk to. I didn't feel comfortable telling anyone because there was a lot of shame attached with to eating disorders. And I feel like it was had to be divine intervention because one day I came home from school and just decided I was going to call our pediatrician. And um, didn't tell my parents, didn't tell anybody about it, just called and said, I'm making myself get sick. And it was 1983. So no one was really talking about eating disorders. And he just said, oh, you know, sure, you're fine. You'll grow out of it. And fortunately, I had the sense or something to say, no, I'm not okay. And this has been going on for a long time. So he recommended a therapist who um, was a Jungian, Carl Jung therapist, thank God, because for me, that kind of therapy worked. It centered around spirituality and self-love and self-acceptance and symbolism and, you know, not necessarily just looking at behavior, but really looking at the root causes of things. So she helped me to not only figure out who I was and, and what was important to me instead of being who everybody else wanted me to be, but she also was someone I could talk to about talking to dead people and having weird spiritual experiences and feeling really different and even having that scare me sometime, you know? So I was, I was really fortunate. It was a good match and we used a lot of art therapy. So I used some art in my readings and, um, yeah, if it were not for that and learning to talk to my intuition, I, I would be dead and certainly not be recovered for over 35 years. God, I sound really old. <laughs> you know, I, it's 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 amazing that I'm, I'm just thinking about this, like 16 years old and calling your doctor like that in itself is so divine intervention and listening to your intuition. But the action of actually like getting the phone number and actually, you know, contacting the doctor and then, you know, we're like a gasp, like, oh, what did he say? Like, you're fine, you'll grow out of it. Like, you know, obviously not a lot of knowledge there in eating disorders, but got to what you needed, right? The the gift and the miracle was connecting you to this therapist and it being the therapist that, you know, that really worked in that 
that field, not just, again, behavior. I, I love, so it's almost like she became, yes, your therapist, your spiritual teacher, your mentor, right? Being able to talk about your dreams, your visions, your, you know, deceased loved ones, right. all of that. So that, that, that's pretty, pretty neat. So, so now you're moving through with this and you're going, you're, you're, she's, you're, she's helping you through. Was that, is that what kind of opens you up to your own? Because I really feel like we all have the gifts, right? Yeah. We all have them. It's just kind of refinding them or they reemerge. So was that the experience for you? Um, yes. And, and I have to say, I didn't even tell my parents for another six months after that, I had a car and I paid for it and drove and that I got the reaction that I thought I would get, which was not good. Um, you know, not supportive and whatever, which is fine. But to go back to your question, um, I always knew that I had kind of a buddy with me support system with me that was unspoken again i felt like it was god but i also knew that there were other things and she taught me that i didn't have to fear my abilities because i picked up a lot of evil and negativity partly because of the home i grew up in and it made me want to turn away from any of those experiences or any kind of spiritual connection Plus, I lived a lot of my life dissociated and just out of my body, not liking my body. So not wanting to be in it and feeling more comfortable on the other side, even though I didn't really always recognize that. So she helped me to know that I was always safe and always protected, that as long as I was connected with love, that nothing negative could get me. You know, I talked to a lot of people about, well, I might have a curse or a generational curse, or I feel like all these negative influences are, are always attacking me or, you know, whatever. And I really try to empower them and let them know that nothing can get to you unless you allow it. And you're always safe and you're always protected. And you might have to do some work around that. So listen to your intuition if somebody doesn't feel safe or a situation doesn't feel safe or whatever, like anxiety can be a really good thing because it's a warning system. So you do have to work at it. But, um, you know, basically it was sort of like when you have that love and, and self-acceptance and safety, it helps you to be your true authentic self and not worry so much about what other people think of you, which is a big part of an eating disorder. Right. Yeah. And you know what? It's interesting because as you're speaking, I'm thinking I have that as well. I have a lot of clients that are so afraid to develop their intuition. So there, there are obviously clients that are saying, I don't have intuition, right? right. But obviously they do. Um, everybody who's listening, you do have intuition and you all have the gifts. We all have gifts. But there's so many people that are afraid to develop their intuition because it's going to be bad. And they want to know, it's like this fear of if I develop my intuition, I'll bring in evil or I'll, I'll, you know, something will happen, you know, or, or I get this a lot. You probably get this too. Like I will, you know, maybe I'll know that something's going to happen to somebody and then I can't stop it. So what's the point? Or maybe I'll make that happen, you know? And it's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's an interesting thing because 
we live in a world of duality, right? We live in the good and the evil. So I'm not saying evil doesn't exist, but like you're saying, if we put our focus on the bad or on the darkness or on the evil, then the evil will present itself. But if we put our focus on the, it's what we put our focus on is what's going to persist, right? So it's interesting because to, to, to stop the development of intuition because of the possible few things that could happen. I can't say that it's not going to happen, but for all the beautiful and the beauty and the light and the love, you're afraid of like this percentage, you know? So it's, it's a difficult thing. Yeah. I'll take it even further than that because I really felt like I was being attacked by this evil stuff I was picking up and didn't know exactly what it was at the time. But, and I, I felt like a crazy person saying to my therapist that I feel like this is happening. And she said, well, one way of looking at it is maybe you are. And maybe that that negative energy knows what kind of a person you are and that you are a loving spirit and that you are going to be helping people heal and find love and love themselves, which is the opposite of evil. So Maybe that negativity has been trying to scare you. You know, I think like fear is the tool of negativity and evil, but it doesn't have to be real. So I like to tell people that fear may not be, even though your anxiety is real, like you may not have anything to actually be afraid of, but that's not what negativity wants you to believe. So if you question it and stand up to it like a bully, it's going to realize that it's not getting anywhere and it's going to go away. So, mm. you know, to really like confront it head on and just be like, instead of denying it, just be like, all right, maybe it is there. What do you want? Right. 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 I like that. I like that. That's, that's a very good way to think about it. Yeah. Very good. So when did you realize or want or feel guided whatever words you want to use to do the work that you're doing. How, what was the trajectory, right? So you got the help for yourself and obviously we're always in a state of healing and working. And when did you say, oh, I, I feel called. I have a mission. I feel compassion to do this work. When did that come about in your life? It was right away. Um, as soon as I, like, I always thought I would go into psychology or something like that. Um, and so as I was going through the healing process, I realized that's definitely what I wanted to do. So I got a master's in counseling and got my license and became a therapist. And I always worked very um, in very Jungian sort of style. So doing a lot of spirituality and connecting to intuition and using art therapy. And um, I would always listen to my guides during sessions and kind of let, let them tell me what people needed. And it, it really was quite a nice flow. Um, I would always kind of, you know, know things that they were like, I don't know how you know this and all the, you know, the normal stuff, um, always had an interest in medicine. My mom was a nurse. And so I was always looking through her medical journals and things like that. Just really had a fascination with it. And, um, so she had been doing it for, you know, maybe 20 something years and she ended up getting really sick. Long story short when you take a dysfunctional family and throw some, you know, heavy duty illness in there, it can be even more dysfunctional. So, um, changed my life. I realized that I needed to do more than the therapy I was doing. And also I was a professional watercolorist at the time. And I'm like, there's something deeper here. 
So didn't know what that was and decided I would just start exploring. And um, I found a three-day class in medical intuition. Had no idea what that was, but just like, okay, the word medical and the word intuition. That sounds Mm -hmm. like a really good combination. What in God's name is this? And um, so on the first day, it was with Mona Lisa Schultz, who's a pretty well-known medical intuitive. But on the first day, she just said, I'm going to give you a name and age. Didn't tell us it was a human, if it was an alive person, if it was an animal, just name and age and write down everything that you know. And I just thought, there's no way. Like, I, this is going to be embarrassing. I can't do this. But as it turned out, I knew a lot. And by the end of that day, she's just like, I don't know what you actually do for a living, but you should look into doing this. And it kind of took off from there and um, developed my own way of doing things, which, as you said, is is pretty unique. And, you know, we can talk about that. But um, so, yeah, it's sort of definitely a, a long evolution. And I I knew when I was 16 that I was supposed to write my book. So it just mm. took decades. I love that. I love that. And just can you share the title of your book with the listeners? Yes, it's called Heal From Within, um, a guidebook to intuitive wellness. and it tells some, you know, my own backstory and healing from the eating disorder and Lyme and all kinds of things. And then helping you connect with intuition and self-love. And then it actually takes you through a, an intuitive reading for yourself, a medical and spiritual intuitive reading for yourself and gets really in depth, helps you identify your issues. Um, you know, which chakras they come from, the root causes, medical, spiritual, physical. Um, or, you know what I mean? Um, and it, it helps you to kind of use a lot of the tools and techniques that I use during my readings. And, um, yeah, it's, it's really, it could probably, people have said, this is kind of like two or three books in one. (laughs) Mm, I love that. Yeah. And the bit that I've read, uh, it's really nice. It's, I like the backstory, but I also like the fact that it's practical and that it's, you know, it's one of those books that you can read once and then always go back. Definitely. You know, you can go back into different sections. Yeah. And I think that's the way you wrote it, which I really yeah. like. I am um, I'm pretty amazed by the medical intuition. I think that's really cool. So I'm not a, a medical intuitive. I, I can sense different things with people. But, you know, we also hear sometimes in different states and everything, be really careful about medicine and or medical. Like, don't tell buddy, anybody this and that. So what is your what is your process for that? I don't mean the reading itself, but do you see the body? Do you see the organs or do you feel it? Like, you know, a lot of the listeners know the lingo of like the clairvoyance, claircognant, clairaudient. How does it work for you? So I have all of them. Um, I see, I feel, I smell, I can look into the body. I can, my reports that I create with just, you know, name and age, um, I know, I see scenes from people's lives. So in the past and the present, um, I also communicate with their dead relatives and friends. So mediumship comes into it. So it's really, um, I'm blessed to have a little bit of everything. And, and I love what you said about the medical piece because some people who do this work make diagnoses. That is so not okay on so many levels. Um, I can't diagnose. I won't diagnose. It's not ethical or legal. And so what I will do is point out root causes. I'll point out things going on in their life. I'll point out symptoms. I can say something like, 
this feels like it could be, you know, Eller Stanlos, for example. I work with a lot of Eller Stanlos people. Um, but what is that? I never oh say yeah, that again. So um it's a connective tissue that d- connective tissue disorder that on the surface looks like people are very hypermobile. Hmm. But it can literally affect the entire body and it gets misdiagnosed and missed all the time. And um, oftentimes, like, you know, fibromyalgia or something like that is actually EDS. Um, it's genetic. There's tons more to it. But it's just, I love being able to pick this stuff up and say, hey, I just met with somebody today, her and her son. And they had gone years without knowing what was going on. And I said, you know, my guides are picking up a lot of these symptoms. And she was able to verify them. And I'm like, I know a lot about this. Let's talk about it. And then I was able to um, recommend her. I have a letter that I write as a therapist about this condition, recommending that people get evaluated. So I have people that I you know, connect other people to, to then do the actual diagnosis and the medical parts of the treatment. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Well, you have also the component of having the professional license of a therapist and then also using your own gifts to kind of bridge that gap. And then if anything that I, which everyone should be doing, right? Like if I don't have the answers for anything, I'm not going to answer it. I'm going to refer it out. Right. So like that, we all should do that. Um, So you see, you feel you have it all. So all the Claire's. So when you go, when you do the medical, you'll, do you, do you see or feel or have that, do you see the body in the state it's in, or do you see something like in the future? Like, you know what I'm saying? And I know I'm getting a little granular here, but yeah. (laughs) Uh, So the work that I do, it's literally physical, emotional, and spiritual. So we look for all of the root causes of what is causing difficulty, but also what's working for people. You know, I, I like to stress the positives too and, and what's working and how you can use your traits and gifts to enhance your life, right? And have a better career or relationships or whatever. So it's the whole thing. Um, and it's very fascinating in that I see the past, the present and the future all at the same time. So I've learned that if I hear not out loud. If I hear in my head a very loud voice or I see a very clear picture of something, could be a body part, could be a word, that that's generally for the now. And if something feels, sometimes my guys will show me something that is farther in the distance or it's fainter, um, that is often for something in the past or it could be for somebody that the client knows. Like, because I get things for people's loved ones and stuff too, you know, or people who have passed. So I've kind of learned to discern when something is occurring. Sometimes I'll hear, you know, breasts and it won't feel dangerous, but it's somebody who had had breast cancer or something like that in the past. So it's my guide's way of letting clients know, yes, I am tuned into you. Um, because I'm picking this up in the past, but there's nothing dangerous that I'm feeling, you know, going on now, if that makes sense. Wow. Okay. That's pretty cool. That makes yeah. a lot of sense to me. Yeah. Thank you for, thank you for that clarification because I'm, I'm sitting here trying to process. I'm, 
I I have all the I work with all the clairs too, obviously, but a lot of mine is I started out with clairvoyance, so it's always the first one is like seeing, seeing, seeing. So I'm like seeing you doing this work. That's how I see it, and then seeing you like, okay, do you see the body? Like, what do you see? So like I'm with you as you're talking, so that way process information. So um, it's it's really helpful. Um, I know also in a lot of your offerings, you know, and I know you have, and I'll, I'll list everything below or, you know, bring everybody to your website, but I know you do a lot of artwork. Can you share about that component of that, you know, and, and how that comes to be? Yeah. So the first thing I do is the four page report, super detailed about the whole life. And then after I do the report, I create a symbolic painting and it's watercolor. Um, the guides basically have me start with a location. So maybe the head, for example, and a color. And then every color, every position of a, of a body part, for example, every shape, every symbol has meaning to the person's life. And it might be things like the people I did today. Um, I made their, her, his, it was a boy, his knees red. And so as it turns out, he was having joint pain in his knees. So that's something physical that can show up. Um, and I also made red around the, the belly area and he was having belly pain. But there's also things like, for example, if I do magenta in the throat, magenta is about being your true authentic self. So it's a sign or a a signal that maybe the person has been expressing themselves authentically or needs to more or um, and even things like if your arms are, you know, up and raised, it's kind of like, okay, I'm ready, you know, Um, or thing, you know, I make people with little antennas. So the antennas can be going to certain colors. So maybe they're seeking out purple which is uh, spirit and intuition. And so all the paintings are super different. They could be a figure or an animal or a plant or, you know, whatever um, different things, but they both reinforce the information that I get during the report and the reading and also give me different information too. So it's kind of nice. I love that. I love that. So there's a whole process to it. So before they, the person gives you their, just their name, their name and age. Yep. And I, then you do the report and then you meet with them. Yes. I do the report. Okay. Send that to them first. Okay. So I can't BS this. You know, it's, right. It's, right. Like it sends to them and then you meet with them either on yep. zoom or in person or what yep. you're doing. Yep. That's very yep. cool. Very, very cool. I love that. Now, the other question that's coming up for me is um, the chakra work that you do. Now, I obviously work with the chakras and a lot of the listeners know, you know, we we talk about the chakras. I, I create a lot of meditations with chakras, but I believe that I read in your book that you don't go from one to seven. Well, you actually you talk about eight chakras, but you, instead of going like up, you go down. Can you tell me, is that something that your guides told you? Is that something that just like, how how did that come about? Like, is that the way you see it or is that the way that it it came to you? I think it's the way that it came to me because this, the way that I get information, the seventh is kind of an overview of the whole person and the whole body. So I actually start by drawing an Oracle card to get me out of my own head, 
to kind of get me thinking a little bit um, about the person. And then with the seventh chakra, I get an overview. So for example, um, are there any overreaching issues that this person needs or wants to talk about? Um, you know, are there any neurological things? Obviously it's, you know, part of the head stuff, but just kind of what, what any themes, um, what's the most important thing that I need to address with the person? Maybe, um, you know, am I getting more, more spiritual or more life purposey stuff than somebody who has a physical issue? I mean, everybody has all of it, but it, it kind of gives me a good place to start in terms of getting um, an overall feel for the person. Oh, I like that. So it's almost like gives you, it gives you, it gets you to the, I don't want to say the root of the issue, but it gets you to the, but yeah, kind you of. know, yeah, kind of. Yeah. I, it's also, it's always interesting because, you know, I, I don't know if you b- believe in this, this adage, but you know, we say that, you know, people come, but they might be coming for one thing, but you get what you get, right? Like you get what you get, you don't get upset. Or, you know, they get what they need, not what they want, right? Because some people will come and it's so interesting, like even for me, and uh, my my work's not as detailed with the art and so forth in the four page, but like they come with maybe relationship, but it's really not about the relationship. It's like something else, right? So what they get isn't always... Uh, they get what they need, but not always what they want, right? <laughs> it's such a hard thing to say. True. No, I have people who come for I mean, literally everything, whatever. But, you know, they'll come for like, um, let's just say anxiety is too broad. But let's say they're having, um, you know, hip pain, something, whatever, whatever the thing is. And so my guides will will sometimes, well, often they will point out what they came to me for. But sometimes my guides don't and they address the underlying issues. Mm. Sometimes people are like, yeah, this report was 100% accurate, but they didn't mention this one really important thing. And I'm like, that might be because that's not the issue. The issue is what's underlying that. And also, let's talk about your marriage because it sounds, you know, it, it doesn't feel very on track to me and it doesn't feel like you're being respected and that your boundaries in there. And they're like, oh, and so, right, right. We didn't want to talk about that. We wanted to talk about the right. hip pain. <laughs> so, I get a person who's just like, just give me a physical answer. I just want to know what to do with this. And I'm like, you kind of got to look at it all. Um, yeah, that's hard. Know, yeah. Uh, yeah. Most people are pretty receptive. Yeah. When you bring up things that they didn't tell you. Right. But, but yeah. It's so true. It's so true. Well, the harder, I think the harder readings are, and thank goodness that I have them far and few between. I think you attract what you, you know, over time and over years is like, give me the people that I can, you know, serve. And it's not going to look like maybe someone else is reading or I don't read the way the other people read. But, you know, it's interesting because the, but the readings that are like, well, am I going to, am I going to meet a guy? Like, I just want to know, like, am I going to get married? Like, am I going to meet a guy? It's like, oh my goodness. Right. Like, it's, it's not about the guy. It's not about, it's not about the girl. Um, but it, it, it feels that that's important. And I'm not saying it's not important. I'm saying it is important to, to have, to be with somebody and to have someone, but there's more, right? Oh, and so can we, can we do more? <laughs> Cause then if I could just say, you know, this is his name and he's going to show up at your door, you know, I, oh, I would be so, 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 so true. Yes. Yeah. Just like, you know, or, or where am I supposed to move? Well, let's, 
why why are you moving what's going on what's all that you know right 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 it's like it's the map you know i always say it's you know we can get to california a whole bunch of ways so let's look at let's explore that not just this way that not just one way there's like five or there might be more than that let's look at those so um so very interesting yeah yeah you know it's like i could do a train i could do a car i could do a bus i could do a plane i could take three flights i could you know whatever but um yeah it's it's very interesting you know i i think in the psychic world you know we always say that people come for like you know one of the top few right so it's like family career love life health uh finances right like the top five like it, for the most part people want to know right. that and you know, mediumship's a little different because they want to connect with someone from, uh, obviously, from their loved ones. Um, anything that you want to share with the listeners? Um, and then also any particular programs? I'll, I'll leave all your information for your readings, but any particular programs coming up, any speaking events, um, uh, let us know. Yeah, I don't have anything at the moment. I'm planning some stuff for after the first of the year. So if nice. people, you know, sign up for my website and stuff and, and Instagram, that'll be on there. Um, but I want to let people know that, that intuition does not have to, and is not a woo woo thing. It's just connection to each other. It's connection to ourselves, to a greater power. Um, I really like the comparison to quantum physics because, you know, that has scientifically shown that we are all energetically connected and that in even medical intuition, you all have to decide when you get a stomachache, what do I need to do? What caused this? Do I need to go to the doctor? Do I need to eat some crackers? Do I need to? And we do that for our kids. So even though you may not be doing it on the level, you know, that I am or other people, whatever, you still have those capabilities and you still use them. And it's really important to listen to your intuition early so that you don't end up having to get into a car accident or lose your job or get a really bad illness to basically be scared into then having to make changes and listen to your intuition. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for that. And I also just uh, when you do visit um, Katie's website, you do have a, oh, I'm going to box this up, but it is like a free download of intuition, correct? Am I saying the right thing? Yeah, it's the it's like a, common obstacles to connecting with intuition. Yes. Perfect. Yeah. And I think that that will be so helpful to everybody. Um, and Katie, uh, what's your handle on Instagram? It's just your uh, name? It, yeah, it's Katie Beecher, Medical Intuitive. Perfect. Perfect. Well, I could talk to you all day. I, I love it. Um, listeners really just grab her book. It's it's a great one. It's one of those things you're going to read over and over again. It's going to make a lot of sense. Use it as a research. Read it through. Read it again. Um, follow her on Instagram. Find her on her website and uh, stay connected to her. So uh, just always just so pleased to connect with you. And thank you for all the work that you do in the world and listening to that inner voice when you were that young girl. Um, we're so grateful. We're so grateful. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. You're welcome. Namaste.